Well, thanks for being here, beloved. We're going to continue on our Receive series. What are we receiving? The fullness of Christ. The fullness of Christ. All that he has intended us to be and walk in here in this earth. And so the Lord told me that we need to believe in who God made us to be. Okay? We need to believe in who God made us to be. We need to believe in his vision of us. His vision. He has a beautiful, beautiful vision of every single person. He has called you, he has seen you from the very beginning, from the very beginning, from the foundations of the universe, right? He saw, he sees, he calls your end from your very beginning. And all we have to do is come in agreement with him. We are going to agree with him. Hallelujah. (coughs) Because you know what? He gave me a word this week, and I'll get to it in a minute. He gave me a a, a small word, and you wear a crown of victory here. You wear a crown of victory here. Why do we need to see ourselves the way Jesus, the way the Lord sees us, so that we can accomplish his purposes? You see, there are many people at the beginning, they didn't see themselves the way God saw them. Look at Moses. Okay? Look at Moses. He did not see himself as a deliverer of the people. But who did? Our Lord. Our Lord saw Moses as the deliverer. Exodus 3, verse 10. I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Hmm. (laughs) Can we just stop right there? (laughs) Can we just get in agreement? But anyway, God is so faithful, good, and kind. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you. Hallelujah. You see, when we, all we have to do is devote our plans to him. That's all we have to do. We, all we have to do is say, well, hmm, I don't know that I really see that right now, <laughs> Lord, but you are so much smarter than I am. Your plans are so much higher. You are so much greater. Your heart is so much more kind and loving that I think I'm just going to, like, take it and run with it. I think I'm just going to agree with you, God. And, you know, when we commit our plans and purposes to him, he is faithful. He brings them to pass. He has good plans for us. And he brings them through to completion. Hallelujah. And that's all it takes. That's all it takes. We know when he says, I will be with you, we commit our way to him. God did not see him, or Moses did not see himself as the deliverer, but God did. And guess whose vision prevailed? Thank the Lord. So we need to see ourselves the way God sees us. He formed you. He knew all your days before you were ever born. He has never changed his mind about you. He doesn't change. He's not fickle. He has never changed his mind about you. He sees you succeeding. He is for you, not against you. Aren't you thankful that we have a worship team that listens to the Lord because they didn't know my message and all those words were exactly some of the things I'm preaching here today. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. He sees you accomplishing his beautiful plans for you. He sees you as as his beloved child. He sees you as his ambassador. He sees you as his mission fulfiller. You know? Failure has never entered his mind about you. The world might talk to you that way, but God will never talk to you that way, ever. He speaks to us in ways of peace. Praise you, Lord. He sees your end, the plans that he has for you, 
And guess what? He's calling it to you now. He sees you that way now. Philippians 1.6, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. You can rest assured in that. You just keep your eyes stayed on him. Okay, what about Gideon? Gideon saw himself as the least of all. Didn't he? It says here, he didn't, he didn't feel capable. He didn't feel important. He didn't feel equipped. Have you ever been there? Oh, well, rest, sweetheart. <laughs> rest in your Father God who loves you. Judges 6.15. Pardon me, my Lord. See there? See there? See that doubt? Pardon me, excuse me, Gideon replied. But how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least of my family. He saw himself as the weakest and the least. And how did God see him? God calls Gideon his mighty man of valor. Do not accept the lying, whispering, deceived words of the devil. They're not for you, beloved, for those who are in Christ Jesus. God called Gideon his mighty man of valor. So, we are meant in this life, yes, you're going to receive crowns in heaven. I'm not talking about that today. We, you are meant in this life to wear the victory crown. The devil, people, Pharisees of the day, they thought that when they placed that crown of thorns on Jesus' head, they thought they had won. They placed the crown of thorns. They think, we got this. We got this. Gotcha. Well, not so. But God, he turned it into a victory crown. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, the haters, the doubters, the unbelievers. You see, they saw with their eyes. They saw in the flesh. They saw here in this world the works of man. That's what they were looking at. But that's never where God looks. That's not where he moves. That's not where he dwells. No, 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 no. Hallelujah. He sees you with this magnificent plan before you were ever born. He's written books about you and the beautiful, wonderful things that you are going to accomplish for him and the souls that you are going to win and the disciples that you are going to disciple, the strength that you are going to bring, the love of God that you are going to show. You are going to work his mighty purposes in this earth. Hallelujah. He doesn't change his mind. He never gives up on you. He never creates a failure. His crown of victory in this life is for every believer. Every believer. Do not disqualify yourself because he never will. He never will. He turns our thorns into triumphs. Got that? He turns the thorns of this world into triumphs. He turns our ashes into beauty, our sadness into joy, our fear into love and faith, our lack into provision, our sickness into health, our oppression into conquest. That's the kind of God we serve. He has defeated the demons, he has destroyed the devil, he has paid every debt for you. He supplies for you according to his riches in glory. Believe it, beloved. Believe it. Why does he do this? So we can walk in the freedom, freedom, freedom of the Spirit. 
the grandeur of his glory here, now, present. You think about the grandeur, grandeur of the glory of God. And what do we have to do? All we have to do is yield to the love of God. If you get off course, repent. I'm sorry, Lord. Make it help me make it right. Help 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 redirect me, in other words, is what I'm saying. Help redirect me. Help me turn. He's so faithful. He's so good. He's so merciful. He's so kind. He is a voice speaking to you, saying to you, This is the way. Walk in it. You see, he's so good and kind. He's always speaking to you. Isaiah 30, 21. Whether you turn to the right or the left, right or the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. Walk in it. Hallelujah. I have like a golden path in front of me. Because he is just saying, this is the way, walk in it. You see, I'm not going to, my, my foot is not going to stumble. I am not going to dash my foot against a stone. I am not going to be tripped up, man. I am just moving on with God, and he is walking with me, and I have my Eden here because Jesus is my Lord and Savior, and I have the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit's talking to me and counseling me and guiding me and helping me. And that's me, and that's you. Hallelujah, that's you. You know, he tells us he will make the rough places smooth. He will bring the mountains low. He will make the crooked places straight for you. You're his beloved. Luke 3, 5, repeating Isaiah 40. Every valley shall be filled in, every mountain and hill made low. The crooked roads shall become straight the rough ways smooth for you, your gift. Hallelujah. So all we have to do is run his race, his way, which is really, really easy because we have the Holy Spirit and we know how to yield, right? We run in the Spirit, not in our minds, not in our flesh, not in our emotions, right? We run in the spirit, and we run with excellence. Not to win an earthly prize. He will bless you. Yes, yes, yes. But our purpose, our intent, is not to win an earthly prize. It is to fulfill the heart of God. Okay? To fulfill the heart of God. And he gives us an eternal crown, yes, of victory. Not just these temporal things here on this earth. Temporal rewards is what I'm, vanities maybe is a good word. So anyway, let me get to the word that he gave me this week. It all started from this next scripture that I'm going to give you, which is 1 Corinthians 9, 24 and on. So I was reading that scripture, and he said, Lisa Marie, you know, in my spirit. Okay. He said, Lisa Marie. That crown of thorns, that crown of thorns, because of the death, burial, resurrection, ascension of my son Jesus, was turned into the victor's crown. And now I have given it to you. Who in this room is going to receive that? I'll take it. I believe everyone here receives it. It gives us a whole new view. Lisa Marie, that crown of thorns, that thorns where the devil thought he won, he defeated me, he thought I would never come back again. I turned it into Jesus, Victor's crown, and I've handed it, I've given it, I've placed it. It is a mantle on your life. Whoa, I had never thought about that before. Did any of you all think about that in those, in that form? Have you ever thought about that before? 
You think about what you're wearing. Hallelujah. All power, all glory, all honor to our Lord. Anyway, so let's read that verse, those verses. 1 Corinthians 9, 24. Do you not know that in a race, all the runners run? See, everybody's running. The whole world is running. Everybody's running, hither, thither. As believers, where do we want to be running? We want to be running in our Lord Jesus. He's in us. We've been transfigured by him. So people, some are running in the right direction, some are not. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way as to take the prize. Everyone who competes in the game trains with strict discipline. How are we going to discipline ourselves? We're going to discipline ourselves with the love of God. He'll never let us get off course that way. You see that? But it does take discipline. You know, I'm not going to pretend that it doesn't. Life can be hard. Life wants you to walk out of love sometimes, doesn't it? Life also wants to tell you that love is you being a marshmallow, which isn't the case. Jesus was not a marshmallow. He had a whip sometimes. In love. <laughs> they do it for a crown that is perishable, but we do it for a crown that is imperishable. Thank you, Lord. Therefore, I do not run aimlessly. I fix my face like flint on Jesus. I fix my face like flint. I do not look to the left. I do not look to the right. I keep my eyes on my Lord and Savior, Jesus, the author and finisher of my faith. And if anything disagrees with that, I'm just going to turn an ignorant ear, a deaf ear to that. I'm not confessing that I have deaf ears, but, you know, I, that was how I was trying to explain it. But I will fix my eyes, my gaze, my entire intent, my heart, my very presence, on the Lord Jesus Christ, and I am not going to be moved. I do not fight like I am beating the air. You see that? When we follow his ways, you know, when, 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 when the world, it tries to do things in its own power, right? That's beating the air aimlessly. There's so much pain in that. There's so much wasted effort. See, we don't have to do that. We get our commands, we get our direction from our Lord, from our Father, you see? And he directs our paths, and we, don't, we are not aim beating aimlessly into the wind. We are not thrashing about. Therefore, I do not run aimlessly, I do not fight like I am beating the air. No, I discipline my body and make it a slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified. This is a disciplined life to live in the spirit rather than by the letter of the law, rather than by legalism. But here's the wonderful, beautiful thing is we get to live in relationship, the command of love. You see, so we are not chained down by every little, yes, did Jesus fulfill the law? Yes, he did. But then he gave us the command of love. So see, we're in relationship with him. He speaks to us. The Holy Spirit guides us. We aren't just living this, I don't know how to say it really, but we're not just living on this, you know, chained in, boxed in, do this, don't do that, right? It's love, it's relationship. What is going to please my father? And he's so wonderful, he, he, sh he tells you his will. He shows you. So anyway, Paul here was talking about preaching the gospel, but who, what are you? Your life is the gospel of Jesus. 
If you're a born-again believer, your life is the gospel of Jesus. You are the testimony of Jesus in this earth. That's who you are. So we're going to run the prize of the heavenly calling. The heavenly calling. Philippians 3, 4. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward. See that? He's calling you heavenward to see the open heaven, to see the glory of God here and now in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. When we run this way, when we run like this, we see that crown of thorns transformed into the victor's crown. Hallelujah. One for us by our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Jesus died and has been transplanted in me. <laughs> the, th the crown of thorns is your victory now. Has become your victory now. The crown into a crown of victory now. So, that's what this message is all about, and it's are you going to see yourself adorned, robed in the glory of God? Are you going to see yourself robed in the victory of Jesus, in the resurrected life, in the ascended life, in an open heaven life? Are you going to see yourself fulfilling the wonderful, good plans and purposes of your Father? I am. I am. 1 Corinthians 9.19 Though I am free of obligation to anyone, I make myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. To the Jews, I become like a Jew to win the Jews. To those under the law, I become like one under the law. Get this. Very important. Though I myself am not under the law. This is Paul talking. You are in relationship. You are in a command of love. I myself am not under the law. To win those under the law. To those without the law, I become like one without the law. Though I am not outside the law of God, but am under the law of Christ. You all get what that means, right? To win those without the law. To the weak, I become weak to win the weak. I have become all things to all people, so that by all possible means, I might save some. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I do all this for the sake of the gospel so that I may share in its blessings. The very inheritance of Christ, everything given to Christ in you, belonging to you in the here and now so that you can do his good work. When I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior, I receive everything about him. Right? Everything about him. Don't let your mind deceive you. Allow your spirit to bring that to life in your life. So God has, in his destiny for us, a life in the glory of God. Jesus said, Lord, I have given them the same glory that you have given me. You see that? Wow, that's big. Big God. Big plans. <laughs> big fire! Hallelujah. Just think about it, beloved. Living. Just think about it. Okay, this is the potential. Think about it. Living in the very image of God's heart here. You, living in the very image of God's heart here. 
oh, it causes me to tremble. But it's what he has for you. It's what he has for each one of us. Living in, his, in the image of his heart right now, here, in the here and now. The very testimony of Jesus. The abundance of heaven. The open heaven. The outpouring. The overflowing goodness of God. Through you, in you, through you, for you. His glory going into his home and eating out of his refrigerator. Can I have that chocolate cake? Oh, my darling, you don't even have to ask. It's right there for you. Just open the refrigerator door. It's your home. Jesus is my home. <laughs> think about that. You don't think I'm being too carnal, do you? Saying that. Wake up over there. His kingdom for us right now in the here and now. His kingdom come. His will be done. On earth. As, as, as. The same as it is in heaven. You are destined for, for victory and you are destined for his perfect plan. So, do not be persuaded. Do not be discouraged. Do not be discouraged. When trials of life come, he says they will come, but he says he always gives us a way out of every temptation. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for talking. I am not talking to me, talking to you. I am not going to be moved. I'm not going to be moved. I'm going to stay committed to my Lord. See, when we commit our ways to him, those things that come, he just uses it to just jump you into the, his plan. He just uses it. He's like, ah, don't worry about it. That is just a transition. We're going to get rid of that, sweetheart. And we're going to move you into a greater glory. That's how we should look at every trial. It's just a greater glory coming. Hallelujah. I never thought of that statement before. Isn't it awesome how the Lord will just talk to you? <laughs> he is a faithful God. I don't come with you with, with, with words of wisdom of men, that's for sure. Oh, I didn't say that in a braggartly way. I meant that I wouldn't be doing it if it weren't for him. You see what I'm saying? That's how it was meant. So please, that, I w that wasn't meant pridefully. Okay. Romans 8, 18. <coughs> <coughs> I consider that our present sufferings are not worthy, are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. You see that? He transitions it into glory. So what might we need to give up? What might we need to endure for the sake of this, for the sake of the glory? But you see, here's the, here's the deal. I want my testimony to be the testimony of Jesus. Jesus won it all, you see? So what I think right now might be something that I have to give up is really just a blessing coming. I'm not giving up anything but a bunch of trash. Right? Because of the glory in store for me and you. Oh, beloved. Oh, beloved. Hallelujah. So what does that encourage me to do? That encourages me to withstand suffering like a good soldier. Right? I'm just thankful he's my commander. <laughs> you see, I can be a good soldier when I have him as my commander. Hallelujah. Because it works in me and you 
and eternal glory, the glory of God in this life. 2 Timothy 3. John, with, join with me in suffering like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No one serving as a soldier gets entangled in civilian affairs, but rather tries to please his commanding officer. We live to please the Father. Similarly, anyone who competes as an athlete does not receive the victor's crown except by competing according to the rules. That's relationship with Jesus. That's the command of love. The hard work totally healed whole and well in the name of Jesus. By the love of God. Totally restored, replenished, nothing missing, nothing broken. Is his love for you. The victor's crown, except by competing according to the rules. That's the command of love. The hardworking farmer should be the first to receive a share of the crops. Reflect on what I am saying, for the Lord will give you insight into this. You see that? You see what he's saying? He has blessing in store for you. When you are a good soldier led by his love. The Holy Spirit's with you, talking to you, helping you, blessing you, teaching you, counseling you. Remember Jesus Christ. Remember this. This is how it all occurred. Raised from the dead, descended from David. Raised from the dead. This is my gospel. It's your gospel. For which I am suffering even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But God's word is not chained. God's word is not chained. It is alive. It is active. Dividing between the carnal and the spirit, the joints and the marrow. Judging the intents of the heart. It is alive, 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 alive. The word of God never changes. It is true. It is a fact. It is a here and now word. It is devil-destroying, demon-defeating, life-giving, resurrection power, ascended life, open heaven. That's what the word of God is. I know I was somewhere in this passage. Oh. But God's word is not chained. It will never be overcome by the wiles of this war world. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Here is a trustworthy saying. We are gleaning the, re the revelation of this. If we died with him, we also live with him. Now, if we endure, we also reign with him. Reign, reign, reign. Kings and priests. Salvation gave us life. Endurance makes us reign. If we disown him, he will disown us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. What a promise we have right there in Jesus. Beloved, when you get off track, he's faithful. 
He is a, Jesus was a loving shepherd. He is a loving shepherd. He will bring you back. He will complete the plan. You just commit it to him. You come back. Show me anew, Lord. Show me anew. And he is faithful, for he cannot disown himself. You serve a faithful, faithful God who is ever for you and never against you. He has set a beautiful vision of you in his heart, and he will not let it go. If you let it go, be encouraged today. Say, God, I want your plan. I want your beauty. It's really that easy. It's really that easy. So how do we do this? We let the Holy Spirit guide us. Zechariah 4, 6. Not by might. Doesn't that make you feel good? Not by your might, not by your power. (laughs) Not by might, not by power. But by my spirit, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Let God's strength replace your weakness. He knows when you're weak. But you know what? His strength is right there. It is right there. He, you are meant to walk in his presence, being carried in the palm of his hand, so that you do not dash your foot against a stone. Hallelujah. Give it over to God. Do it his way. You see, his ways are really not our ways. Rarely, 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 rarely will his ways match the logic of this world. No, I'm serious. That's not just something I'm saying. I'm telling you the truth. I find it unusual when his ways follow the logic of this world. (laughs) Hardly ever, seems to me. He says his ways are not our ways. He says his ways are higher than our ways. He says his ways are more excellent than our ways. See, so I want my mind renewed to his ways, his word. And the Holy Spirit does that for me. The Holy Spirit does that for you. His ways are surprising. And you know what? They always bring peace. They always bring joy. They always bring power. They always bring victory. Always. Always. Look at Jehoshaphat in 2 Chronicles 20. What did he do to win the battle? (laughs) He ordered his people to praise and worship. Zing! You don't think praise and worship is important? Well, get on board! What's that mean? No, I didn't mean it to be mean at all. (laughs) It's so important. So they went ahead of the army, those people, he said, to praise and worship. So they went ahead of the army. And what does it say they did? It says, the army was saying, give thanks to the Lord. Get the key. Get this key right here. For his love endures forever. There's praise and worship, but there's us understanding that his love keeps us. And God said, ambushes around the Ammonites, Moabites, the men of Seir, and the enemies were defeated. Hallelujah. Let God be God. The battle is not ours. We just walk in obedience to him. We already have the victory. We already have the victor's crown if we do it his way. What about David? David went against Goliath with five stones and no earthly armor. No earthly armor. Did he win? He won. Joshua. How did Joshua fight the battle of Jericho? Silence. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) Silence, then trumpets and shouts. 
and he wins. <laughs> you see, God will come through for you when you do it his way. No ifs, ands, or buts. Joshua 10. Joshua defeats how many kings? Five kings. Joshua. Five armies. The Lord killed more with hailstones than with the sword. And then what does Joshua do? You know, you know, the Lord just spoke this to me right now, this very second. To get rid of your little thinking. Because what if Joshua had said, Wow! That is a miracle! I can't believe that's happening! He just defeated almost these, all these armies, all this whole thing with hailstones. And what if he had stood back and thought, oh, that's enough? Well, he didn't do that. He was big. He was bold. He said, okay, Lord, now I have one more request. Can you please make that sun stand still so we can finish the job? You see, he didn't stop at the first miracle. He didn't say that's enough. He didn't look at it and say, wow, that is so big that there's probably nothing else left. No. He goes, you just defeated all those people with hailstones. Now make the sun stand still. Whoa. He was thinking big. I'm thinking big. You're going to be thinking big. Hallelujah. Thanks for that word, Lord. That was really sweet. <laughs> what about Elisha? You see, Elisha had this servant. And this servant saying, Okay, where are you going to be looking, beloved? You going to be looking at the enemy? Or are you going to be looking at the victory? So what did Elisha say? Elisha said, he asked. He asked the Lord. He said, open his eyes. Open my servant's eyes so that he may see. 2 Kings 6, 16 those who are with us are more than those who are with them. He's saying that. And Elisha prayed, O oh Lord, open his eyes so that he may see. Oh, that we have eyes to see the victory that the Lord has in our lives, the victory that our lives are. The beautiful plans and purposes, if we do not compromise, that he may see. The Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. You go with angels around you. A guard. Angel armies. On your behalf, ministering for the saints. Ministering for the beloved. Are they not all ministering spirits? Ministering for the heirs of righteousness? Power, power, power. Glory, glory, glory. And the blood, the death, the resurrection, and the ascension of the Lord Jesus Christ is what has accomplished it for you. Accomplished. Already. 2 Kings 6, 8. As the Arameans 
I'm really sorry for yelling. I get so excited. <sighs> I really try not to, but it's not at you. It's with you. <laughs> As the Arameans came down against him, Elisha prayed to the Lord. Please strike these people with blindness. So he struck them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. What are your words going to be? Are your words going to be in unison with your Holy Father, or are they going to be in unison with the world? My words, I pray, will always be in unison with the vision of God, the Word of God. You see, he acted according to the Word of Elisha, and they were blinded. So, two things. When Elisha needed it, he opens eyes, and when Elisha needed it, he closed them. We serve a good God. He knows what we need when we need it. And guess who won that victory? Beloved, you are the chosen of God. Your victory <laughs> is established when you follow his ways. Let him love you. Love him back. See your outcome the way God sees your outcome. Don't cast idle words. He perfects that which concerns you. That's in Psalms. He says that. He will perfect that which concerns you. You have issues in your marriage? Turn it over to God. Do it his way. Read the word. He sees you as a king and priest. He sees you ruling and reigning now in him, in Christ, in Jesus. He exchanged that crown of thorns for the victor's crown for you through his substitution. Everything God has given, everything God has invested in Jesus belongs to you. You have the keys of the kingdom. You reside in his home. Eden has been restored to the believer, hand in hand, heart to heart, side by side. Jesus in you, walking in the cool of the day, speaking with your father. He sings songs over you with joy and deliverance. He is against your enemies. He is for you. He is more powerful than anything that can come against you that is not of his will. He is your captain. He is your rear guard. Get it? He is your captain. He is your rear guard. He is the banner that goes before you. He is announcing your victory. He is heralding your triumph, walking before you, going around you, above and below, to the left, to the right. You are the head and not the tail, the top and not the bottom, above only and not beneath. You are trees planted beside streams of living water that bears fruit in due season and whose vine will never wither. He is walking with you. He is more powerful than any other force coming against you. He is against your enemies. He is like the bow of a ship going through a mighty ocean, and as that bow goes through, it parts the waters. He is your provision in all things. We must press on to see clearly the vision that he has of us, the high calling of God in our lives, each and every one of us. Philippians 3.10. I want to know Christ. Ugh. That's a statement. I want to know Christ. When we know Christ, we'll know the victory. I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his suffering, becoming like him in death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. You were in a dead life. 
You were resurrected by when you made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, and now he is taking you into an even more beautiful journey, into his very glory, into his presence, understanding who he is, walking with him, talking with him, laying your head on his heart. You will not be denied when you seek his presence to know him and the glory of his ascension. And it's totally up to us whether we receive it or don't because he doesn't withhold anything. Not that I have already obtained all this (laughs) or have already arrived at my goal, but I press. I press on in this life, by the way, to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. He has taken hold of you. He is standing for you. He is saying, you will not fail. I am with you. I am in you. I have taken hold of you for my very purposes. You're doing fine. (laughs) I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I'm looking at the prize. I'm not looking at what's behind that's covered by the blood. As long as, I brought, as long as I have brought it to Jesus, forgetting what is behind, straining toward what is ahead, where am I going? Where are you going? Victory in Jesus. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. You are called heavenward. In the here and now life, you are called heavenward. I will, you will, wear the crown of victory through Jesus. It's our destiny. He has the riches of heaven in store for us now. Romans 8, 31 What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring, get this, get this, get this. Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? You are covered by the blood if you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. The devil comes to accuse, and God will not hear the accusation. You have no accuser in heaven. You lay it. Make a mistake. Repent, forgiven, no accuser. Let it go. It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died, more than that who was raised to life is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Day and night, the scripture says, he lives to intercede for you. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble, or hardship, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or anger, or anger? No. Or sword? No. No. Again, no. No, no, no. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, that you are so faithful. <laughs> As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep for the slaughter. But you aren't for the slaughter. You are for resurrection life. You see that? Others may account you as that. They may consider you as that. But that's not God's vision. So we don't believe that. No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation, pretty much covers everything, will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Beloved, believe who God has made you to be. Take a hold of that victor's crown and don't let go. It is yours. It is your uh, what's a good word? <laughs> it is what you wear. See? See yourself wearing it every day, every moment of every day, in every struggle or disappointment or whatever comes your way. You say, I have the victor's crown. I have victory in Jesus. I will not be overcome by the things of this world. I will not be tempted beyond that which I can bear. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. He has died. He has, been, he has arisen. He has ascended. He has poured out his blood on the mercy seat for me. He is in me. I am in him. We sup at the same table. I'm going to say just what Jesus said when he said that, what I said earlier in this beginning of the teaching. Jesus said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. And I am going to believe that for my life. I am going to believe that. I am contending for that for your lives. That when they see you, they see the purity of Jesus and that they are driven to the Father. We will not have it any other way. We will have the vision of God in our lives, complete here, yes, here, now. Hallelujah. So, that's all I had to say today. That's, that's what he told me to tell you all today. <laughs> I'm not the best closer, am I? <laughs> I know that. <laughs> so, <coughs> in the name of Jesus, I believe that ears have heard, that eyes have seen, that there is a new implantation of glory in the lives of every person here and that they are your glory carriers, Lord God. That you perfect that which concerns them. That you bring your precious plans for each individual life to fruition. That we agree with you, God. That we agree with you. That we see the us, the we, the the person that you see us to be. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So I'm going to accept the tithe. God gave me kind of an unusual scripture for the tithe today.
And I'm praying it into your lives. I'm praying it into your lives. 1 Corinthians 9, 7. Who serves as a soldier at his own expense? Who plants a vineyard and does not eat of its grapes? Who tends a flock and does not drink of the milk? Do I say this merely from a human point of view? Doesn't the law say the same thing? For it is written in the law of Moses, Do not muzzle an ox while he is treading out the grain. Is it about oxen that God is concerned? Surely he says this for us, doesn't he? Yes. This was written for us. Because when the plowman plows and the thresher threshes, they ought to do so in the hope of sharing in the harvest. I believe in your harvest. You plant, you will harvest. You plant where a good word is being spoken, and you will harvest. If we have sown spiritual seed among you, is it too much if we reap a material harvest from you? If others have this right of support from you, shouldn't we have it all the more? But we did not use this right. On the contrary, we put up with anything rather than hinder the gospel of Christ. Don't you know that those who work in the temple get their food from the temple? Those who serve at the altar share in what is offered on the altar. In the same way, the Lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel should receive their living from the gospel. But I have not used any of these rites. And I am not writing this in the hope that you will do such things for me. I would rather die than have anyone deprive me of this boast. Yet, when I preach the gospel, I cannot boast, for I am compelled to preach. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. If I preach voluntarily, I have a reward. If not voluntarily, I am simply discharging the trust committed to me. What then is my reward? Just this, that in preaching the gospel, I may offer it free of charge and so not make use of my rights in preaching it. That's my heart and my heart for you is that everywhere that you plant the seed of the gospel in whatever form it is that he has your reward and he brings it to you in Jesus' name. That's my prayer over the tithe today. That's my prayer over the offering. So, ushers, you can collect that. And we are going to take communion. If anyone doesn't have their communion elements, they're on a table at the back, or ushers could, uh, if anyone needs one, you can raise your hand, and an usher will bring you, will bring you one, will bring you the elements. so blessed that people take care of me. <laughs> Put this up here for me all the time. It's such a blessing. <laughs> Is everybody ready? Oh Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you. That you were so willing, that you gave it all, that you allowed your body to be crucified on our behalf for our healing. Lord, we take your body in recognition, remembrance, understanding, revelation of what you have done for us. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord that you were willing, that you chose to pour out your blood for our cleansing. That we could be seen through the blood by the Father. That we are brought into sonship, daughtership, 
that we are brought into resurrected life, that we are cleansed, that your mercy is upon us. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you all, keep you all. Speak revelation by his Holy Spirit into your hearts. That you walk in the divine nature from glory to glory and that you carry his glory with you to the world around you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. You're dismissed. Sure. Wonderful message. Oh, I want to nickname that the born again message. But <laughs> <laughs> right now we're having a men's breakfast this Saturday at eight. At and eight. Yeah. Eggs cooked to order, you know, tomatoes, zucchini, whatever. Okay, awesome. And I know it's yummy because I've heard. And Kay, did you have something? We're working to get our care closet put together. So if you have extra sturdy hangers at home that you're not using, please bring those. We've had clothing donated, but we need something to hang them on. So please bring those when you can. And just so you know, Caring Closet is a brand new ministry that is being started. And um, it's going to be a ministry for single moms and their kids. And so we're starting by providing clothing, but we hope it's to branch out into a whole lot more. Um, so anyone... Frankly, anyone who is willing even to donate toward that financially, that would be awesome. Love you guys. You're dismissed. Oh, that one goes here. I, I went back there and saw it. Oh, I need to turn this off. Oh. Yeah, because oh, I thought you said Tuesday. I'm supposed to come tomorrow, right? Tuesday. Can you hear?